Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hey there, long summer no see, weebs and casuals alike. We are Baka and Company, and if you got this far, you know we're here to review all of your favorite animes and movies, new and old, weird and awesome. On today's show, we have myself, the salty seaplane pirate, Drew Tendo 64 the high-flying fighter, it's Frank Furter. Oink, oink. And the daredevil pilot ace, it's Magically Average. I, I'm drinking a very light beer. I don't call myself a <laughs> daredevil. I'm very basic. Yes. God damn it. I was going to just say that, too, because we've been joking about that before this fucking show, and God, you took the words right out of my mouth. Anyways. I picked the middle seat on an airplane. <laughs> Should have put that. <laughs> he picks the middle seat on the plane. It's magically average. That's me. <laughs> Anyways, what did we watch this week? We watched Porco Rosso from Studio Ghibli. To keep the trend running, um, it's also known as Kurunai Nobuta or Crimson Pig, which is a pretty awesome literal translation. Um, fun fact, the first English dub version was made for Japan Airlines and included uh, as part of a box set for a two-DVD two release uh, in 2002. The film was later redubbed by Walt Disney, as they do, and uh, distributed in the United States around 2005 and then reissued as a full uh, Blu-ray DVD, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one thing uh, uh, I want to touch on really early is, again, the English cast being wild as all heck this time. Because we have, as, um, where is he? Porco Rosso is voiced by Michael Keaton. Batman. Batman, literally Batman. Uh, we also have... And Beetlejuice. Yep, yeah. And uh, Carrie El... Oh, I can never pronounce his name, but it's like Carrie Elwes. Oh, yeah, Carrie Elwes. Yeah. yeah. He he's, was in he's Princess Curtis. Bride. Yep, Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights, one of my favorites. Yep. Yeah, love Men in Tights. Um and then we also have uh it's not credited here, but I had to do some digging to find it, but uh the Mama Arda gang boss, the guy with the classic Ghibli beard is voiced by Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond. And oh. it's it's on the Wikipedia it's on the wiki, it, but it's not on my anime list. He's the one with the big oh. teeth, right? They just has like yeah. the really cartoony, like nineteen thirties big teeth. He's the brother in Everybody Loves Raymond. No, I I know who the fucking person is in real life, Frank. I'm talking oh, about talking in about the about goddamn. The what do you think I was talking about? The real life dude? Oh, he's the big guy with the three teeth. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, everything. Jesus. But even cooler in the credits in French, Porco Rosso is voiced by. 
Jean Reno. Oh. Right? I didn't, and, I uh, <laughs> and the there's a script, uh, I guess the script director uh, is Jean-Pierre Carasso. He is also credited as voicing the gang boss in the French dub. So that's pretty cool. That's funny. Neat. Uh, and more backstory on this fantastic film. It was produced during a time where there was a conflict in Yugoslavia. And uh, they have an announcement at the beginning of the, the dub version to, to explain what's going on. Because the, um, the film originally when they were planning it out was supposed to take place there. But obviously they didn't want to do a disservice to country experiencing a war. And so they uh, banded together to move it to Italy. And a lot of the shots and locations like where uh, Porco Rosso lands his plane, you can actually visit there. It's called uh, Stenivia Beach. Hmm. But that's a whole lot of information to throw at you all at once. How's everybody doing? What's going on? Oh, it's, it's hot as shit. Yeah. It's raining here. Oh, I wish. It was raining here yesterday. Oh, God. Yeah. This is this is why can we talk for a second? Let's let's I'm gonna turn on my old old man brain. Uh, summer sucks. I don't like the summer. Fall is the now best that, season. Period. Now that Ooh, we're not in icy. Yeah, now that we're not in like school and we don't have summer break, summer fucking blows. Yeah, it blows <laughs> chunks. Fall is um, fall is undoubtedly the best season. Yeah. I can agree with that because like my birthday's in the fall, but also Say, it's just cozy. <laughs> I think my birth is my birthday technically in the summer. No, when does fall technically start? Is it after Labor Day? Yes. No, it, it's like the last. Isn't it the second last week in September? Oh, mine's in mine's in the summer then. No, no, I know. Nah. But yeah, no, we're doing good. I think I don't know. Cool. My brain is fried. <laughs> and this was a good movie to fry your brain too. So. If, if you're thinking about doing that, uh, well, it's pretty colors and it's fun. And I personally, I just really like the vibe of it. It was, it was a Ghibli movie that had a start and an end for once for me at least. And the characters, hey. what? Why are you guys making that face? Drew, what is the movie about first before I go on a rant and oh, okay, ruin yeah, the rest yeah, of the right. podcast? All right, <laughs> so there's this pig, and he's like, yo. I'm yep. cursed. And we he's also a bounty hunter or a, I forget what the term they call him. Yeah, bounty mercenary. hunter. Bounty hunter mercenary. Okay, I guess that's better. Mm. Uh and when we get introduced to him, he's saving this uh kind of a cruise ship. Yeah, he and the the cruise ship or sorry, the gang for whatever reason decides to steal these school children and try and ransom them, but Hostages. they're all like yeah, yeah, hostages. Yeah, and they in the dub they get really excited about being hostages, and they start screaming and yelling. And all I could picture was tiny little ponyos running around, freaking people out. They basically all awesome. just yeah, they both all had the same voice, and it just sounded like ponyo. Yeah, and it was like, what's this button do? He's like, don't touch that. What about this? You're gonna miss them. And they're just <laughs> honestly unleashed on on chaos. Um, but he eventually uh, Porco duels with um, Curtis. Curtis is really shitty about dueling him because he's like, he started it without kind of acknowledging that there was going to be a duel. Uh, Porco's plane takes damage. He gets wrecked and he's got to rebuild it. And he's like, oh, I'm a grumpy old man. I don't want any help from a girl. And he takes uh, his plane to this friend who can rebuild it, but he's got a granddaughter. She's the granddaughter, right? Yeah. It's been two weeks since I watched this. I'm yeah. terrible. At explaining I, this. I, I love. I love. I want you to keep going after this, but I just want to make note <laughs> that I love how you make it seem like every like everything has that you said has happened sequentially, but you've missed like a whole yes, like thirty minutes. Because <laughs> you were like, you're like, all right, he's fighting with this one pirate that stole children, and then he gets attacked by Curtis, and I'm like, he didn't no, explain he goes, who Curtis who is. is. Okay, so Curtis is the this... American who the pirates brought in to hunt as, down as Porco ringer. Rosso, yeah. basically, yeah. And they met at this bar that's yeah. run by yeah. by this lady. Who? Okay, wait. It this. I was surprised <laughs> that you didn't mention this. Is the lady, the person that voices Gina. the lady? Yes. Is she the same voice actress for Meg in the Hercules movie? Because they sound alike. But Susan it just, Egan. It could have just been my brain. 
uh well let's because when i first heard her talk like not because she's singing like in her first scene basically when she talked i was like is that meg it is hey (laughs) my brain didn't fail me it did it Woo! she's also one success for the week she's also lynn in spirited away uh you need to re-listen to our baka bites then on monday sir I, I don't know what you're you. talking about. I, I don't know about that. All right, Br- Drew, continue. So. so he he crashes and he's a misogynist because he doesn't like girls. What happens? <laughs> so uh, what he's doing is uh, he's preparing to get ready for a dogfight, um, and he needs his plane rebuilt by the guy who built his. You said he crashes, right? That's yeah, after. But, yeah, Sorry. but the dogfight but... happens like way, way. Like, that's like the end. That's like the end of the okay, movie. Hold on. So Curtis proposes to Gina. She turns him down. Yeah. She's waiting for Porco Rosso. He gets jealous. And then Porco. Oh, no, that's right. I have it out of order. (laughs) Don't watch this movie on substances, people. (laughs) <laughs> things happen and then they fight and okay then... basically the pirates find his hideout and they all yes. capture him and then curtis yeah. is there and then they're like curtis proposes to the granddaughter of the mechanic who tags along with him because she's like you don't know how this new plane flies i'm gonna be there That's with right. you and i got a fat ass she said that like five times she Kept does talk, talking about her ass and i'm like isn't she like 16 this is really guys... really weird i don't like this did you guys all watch the dub then? Yeah, I watched. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Because I was yeah. curious. She uh, just. I, I'm. She points it out like three <laughs> times, and yeah. then Porco, Porco yeah. even goes, "You'll have to make sure your butt can fit Bare in there." She goes, fit in "She's there. like, don't worry, it will." And then yeah. she like pokes mm. it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, like wiggle what? In. Yeah, and so Curtis is there, and he's sees her for the first time, and is like, "Marry me. You're underage, but it's okay because I'm a Southern American. That's probably illegal <laughs> in my state." And she's like, no, ew. Yeah, basically. And then the pirates are like, well, we got to settle this somehow. And then she makes a speech about honor. And then the pirates are, because they're all fucking dumb. They're like, yeah, honor. Do a dog fight. What do you want? Do a barrel roll. Do a a flip. (laughs) Um, And the, the best part, too, is the pirates are like, we're all in debt. Can you help pay our debt? And they're like, he's like, okay. And then the, Curtis is like, but I want her. And he's like, okay. And so the fight happens and it's boring as shit. They fight in the air and then they like run out of gas basically. So then they just have like a boxing match in the water where there's all this flashback bullshit happening. And then Gina shows place. up and then he gets like, he get like anime strength at the last second wins and then Curtis kind of like gets up and is like, I, I guess I'm defeated by now. And then the movie ends. The movie's over. Yay! <laughs> That's so two, two things I want to borrow from that is uh, the uh, when the pirates set up to do their whole big fight and ambush Porco, they all start signaling each other like who's paying for gas. And they're like, no, yeah, you're supposed all, to pay for it yourself. And then someone's like, but what about... Yeah, and the other one's like, who's going to pay for repairs? That comes out of your winnings. And and the one guy says, we're experiencing engine trouble. We'll have to fall back because they want to like. That guy always says that. And then the other guys are like, yeah, us too. <laughs> this, yeah. So that's the movie. Let me guess. <laughs> you did not enjoy this movie whatsoever. I liked it if if I was able to turn my brain off. But I couldn't turn my brain off. So I just nitpicked it to all hell. <laughs> so you pulled a me. But it was more than just to you. Okay, well, I guess you guys go into your thoughts because I'm just going to ramble. <laughs> I am. There's so many parts that I want to talk about because it's just frustrating. This is, So you kind of hit the nail on the head for me. This is a movie that you, I turn my brain off and I just enjoy it. It's like It's not necessarily, ooh, pretty colors all the time, but just like I get... I can turn my brain on, immerse myself, and just kind of feel like I'm flying with Porco and just doing in these dogfights. And it's just a lot of fun. And, like, if you just turn off your brain and, like, listen to the goofiness that are the fucking lines that all these characters say, it's funny. There's definitely hasn't aged well. I mean, it was made in 1992. Like, there are parts of it that have not aged well at all. Like, Mm -hmm. the 17-year-old talking about her ass all the time. Um, but like, 
there are other things about it that are just fun. Like all the dog fights are fun. All the pirates are fun. The schoolgirls at the very beginning who are just fucking making a mess <laughs> of this pirate's fucking ship is just all fun. Like it's just a very fun movie if you turn your brain off. Which lucky luckily for me, ninety percent of the time already off. So I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's one, not one of my favorite Ghibli movies, but Ghibli Ghibli. But it's like in the top seven, top five, top seven, for sure. Okay. Drew, I think you have to go because the yeah. the lad wants to just go. I off. see. I saw so, him getting ready. Yeah, um, he's chugging beer over there. Like God, get me through this. So yeah, I turned. I turned my brain. I had off one beer. Help. <laughs> Two beers. All right. Three beers. A dollar. Um. I I was interested in this movie just because like as someone who loves and adores everything mecca seeing how detailed and uh interesting the planes were really grabbed me when i first saw the trailer years upon years ago and i thought that was going to be the premise of the movie was like planes the movie but no disney does that like 10 years later um i like not I like, well by the way I, oh yeah Ooh, that movie's rough um but the dog fighting again is lackluster. It's more about Porco and who he is, but there are some gems. There are some, some parts that are fun. And, and the problem with this movie is that they're few and far between. Um, the little girls being chaos. Awesome. Porco being a grump. And then having that scene where he spoilers, uh, he, his face turns back to normal because he realizes like he's alone. He's by himself. He's calm kind of, just chilling that was really a nice bridge to explain like where he's at but then the movie just goes off the rails and is like all right well i guess you guys need to have a boxing match in the water it's it's yeah. fun it's like if you're marathoning all of these movies and you you need one to last you to the next hour and a half when your pizza gets here by all means put on porco rosso but um, I'm I'm very much in the same. It, it's a top ten movie for me. It's not a high top ten. It's probably like a seven or eight for me. And the I always enjoy <clears throat> what Miyazaki does with these films, where he picks something to focus on and gets you like really really into it. And for like Spirited Away, I found that was the guy doing the furnace. I found that scene is magnificent. I love it. It's beautiful. It's fun. But I found uh, for Porco Rosso, it was the rebuilding and tuning of his engine. Like all of the sounds hit. Like it actually sounds like metal on metal. You hear cranking of ratchets, wrenches, whatever. And that was very therapeutic. But again, this movie falls short in many places. And I just, again, you it's a good movie to watch. It's It's not their best outing. Yeah. So now here comes Grumpasaurus Rex to ruin. Go for it. Here's here's our nitpicker of the episode. I (laughs) got to enunciate hard there. Oh, Oh, yeah. Nit. (laughs) N-I-T. Okay. Pick. (laughs) Side note. It is not as bad as if you've ever been to Disney World in Florida. There's a Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Goofy. Goofy yep. definitely rides the line. So just look yeah. up videos. That part's fun. Anyway, um, no, I I agree with everything you guys have been saying. The one point that I would disagree with that I, I think you sort of both were in disagreement as well, though. Frank, you said that the dog fights were fun. Bro, there was like two. <laughs> exactly. And those two were fun. They, the, the, the fucking they lasted like five minutes total. No, the, the last whole... one lasted. The last one. No, lasted the boxing a while. match lasted the longest. While you rant, I will actually time it. Oh my god, but the my I think my biggest problem with this movie is that, and I I'm gonna use my neighbor Totoro as like a like a, the example of like a movie. Yeah, basically, it's it's the antithesis to what this movie was in my mind because like Porco Rosso brings out all these interesting elements at the beginning where it's like, he's a pig and like literally everyone else is normal. And you're like, whoa, what the, okay. 
And then you slowly find out, oh, he's cursed. You're like, okay, cool. Mystery there. And then you're like, oh, he's this sweet pilot. But he's like a mercenary. So why is he hunting down? Like, he, where did he learn this? And you're like, oh, he was excommunicated from the Italian military. That's kind of cool. We're going to maybe dive into that. And then there's like the love between him and Gina. And like, there's a lot of cool things. And it progressed well enough to where things started to unravel and then it felt like whoever was doing the writing decided they wanted to make a different movie and just crossed everything else off and went i want them to fight in the water and then that was the rest of the movie the last 30 fucking minutes of the movie was a stupid plane fight where nothing happened they run out of gas and then they fight in the water and then the director and all the other Num nuts come into the room they're like dude what about all these things and he's like oh yeah and then sort of like weirdly smushes it in like here's a quick blurb about my curse oh here's my love with gina oh fucking the the the, the italian military is a fascist and we're done that's how it ended it doesn't end well drew I, you i almost shat my pants when you're like this is the first ghibli movie that ended well Go fuck yourself. No, 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 it no not end it well. Had a clear <laughs> beginning and end. No, it didn't. <laughs> what do you no, mean had a clear beginning listen. and end? Did they resolve the curse? No. Did we actually get any closure with Gina? No, she just stole the 17-year-old girl because she got a fat ass and, like, flew off with her. <laughs> Did we resolve anything with, like, Curtis and where they ended there? No. He just was haggard and got his shit beat in, and then he just waddles away in the water. Did we resolve anything at all with, like, why he was actually excommunicated from the Italian military? Not really either. There's it's there's a slew of just bullshit that they're just like, eh, at least it had airplanes. And then everyone's like, ha, ha, yeah, airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, was so, I was so frustrated <laughs> at the very end because I was enjoying it. Like, it's, it's fun. It is a good turn-your-brain-off movie. But then when you, like, snap back and you, like, get out of your fucking coma, and you're like, what the hell happened? You realize that nothing actually was finished. It's just fun to be fun. It's, like, my neighbor Totoro, my neighbor Totoro is fun to be fun, but there's, like, there's a clear, like, beginning and end to it. There's closure. You've got everything that you need in basic story elements that progress throughout the entire film. And it's all set in one setting, which is why I compared it to like Porco Rosso because I, like Howl's Moving Castle, there it's, there's a lot of moving parts. Not, pun, not, no pun, pun intended. intended. Not, not really. So intended. Spirited Away is the same way. Like there's a lot of movies where there's like just a whole bunch of shit going on and it, it is very overwhelming to like take it all in. But they do spend time, meticulous time, to like make progress through. Porco Rosso was very, very simplistic. It's one setting, the islands out like nearby Italy, and they're fighting pirates. Like it's like cool. That's a very basic premise, but the weird niche to it is that the, the main character is a pig that got cursed. You're like, okay, sweet, let's explore that. Do we finish it? No. Uh, okay. But then you have My Neighbor Totoro where it's like, okay, they move into a new house way out in the countryside and they experience all these fantastical beings that allow them to explore this different world. And mind you, you get into the whole theories of like, oh, the girls actually died and this is the afterlife and that's the cat bus is bringing them into the afterlife and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's different. But you do get the sense that like the story had a finality to it at the end when they were, they rode back on the cat bus and they were reunited with their father and they, it was the whole moment of like, you know, the father actually gets to experience their childhood and not basically ignore the fuck out of them and can actually start to see them too kind of towards the end with the dust mites. Like, you're like, oh, cool. Yay. We see like the actual like wrapping up of themes. This is great. Porco Rosa just ends with them punching the fuck out of each other. And then everything just it was it was like chaos at the very end. It was just like, I'm a, I, uh, the Gina shows up and it's like, I'm stealing your bitch and then flies off. And then Curtis is like, Bruh, and then falls over. And then the pirates are like, we're out of here. And then they fly off. And then Porco Rosa is just like, that's life. And then it ends. <laughs> I just, it, so, it, it was so frustrating how it all ended that I, right. I just, it's, it's hard for me to look at the rest of the movie and go, yeah, it was good. Because it was fun until the very end in which it sh literally shat itself. So the 
ending dogfight. I air. don't care, Frank. In the in the level of how much I don't give a fuck, it's the point at which I would rather just end the stream now and stop recording before you have the chance to finish it. That's how much I don't give a fuck, Drew. Fine, what are you going to say? I won't give you a time. I won't give you a time, but I will say it is longer than the fist fight. <sighs> Now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Drew? Are you well, including the flashback scenes? Sorry, Drew. No, you're fine. Yeah, you like the can, whole fist fight. Just, the whole oh. fist fight is about four minutes, and the dog fight is six. That is a lie. There is a whole nope. sequence in which he talks about they do the curse shit. The fist fight in the water is four minutes, but there's like flashbacks and bullshit during that time. Correct. Are you including that? Yes. Mm, lies, Drew. What do you got? You can go watch it if you want again, but I, it's, I'm it's not correct. going to. I'd rather <laughs> well, the, form a self-lobotomy. The icing on the cake I wanted to add is there is that small little, like, bit at the end where we see, like, uh, Fio takes over the Piccolo company and Gina has um, her garden and we see a red plane there at the end. Like, that's that's kind of where I was going is that there were, like, yeah, it... parts to summarize the ending. But I, I see where you're coming from. There's... It, it's becoming apparent that when they make these films and we can compare it to last time with Pompoco, they're, they're trying to do a lot in a very small amount of time. And I find that they get a pass on a lot of these, we'll call them unique situations or writing debacles uh, because it's beautiful. And the animation is always up and above what you can compare at the time. Like if we flat out say like this came out in 92, Disney's doing like Lion King or whatever. Lion King's 94, but whatever. Close enough. You, know, like, you compare, you compare what's out there in the media and obviously people would gravitate towards if just visuals this, but if, if the gems of Ghibli are so far and few between, what what made this film great is what made it great. Like it did have humor, it did have eye-catching visuals, and it had a vibe that I don't know put me at ease for most of the time. Because like, if I watch, if I think about the first time I watched Spirit Away, I had a lot of anxiety towards the end of that film during that whole big thing that happens. Yes, we'll talk about that another time. But. This film, I never felt that there was anything at risk, and I didn't feel that the reward paid off for any any of that risk. Because, like, in filmmaking and script writing, you know, like, there's three acts. You have to have a climax. You have to have someone learn something, someone change how they have a preconceived notion about something, or, as Magically Average so nicely put it, resolution to the issue you want to look at a film that does that perfectly and i don't care if you at me empire strikes back mm -hmm. you have a clear objective you have a clear resolution you have someone who changes and you have everyone in that film at some point or another has something happened to them that drastically changes them as a person anyways frank stop smiling i, I know where you live you said empire strikes back i thought yeah. you were gonna say emperor's new groove which also <laughs> works 
<laughs> okay. That also yeah, I mean, really yeah, works it does. very well. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, baby. Um, also, one of my other favorite Disney movies, that and Lilo and Stitch. Let's go. Um, you threw off my groove, man. Uh, but again, if we if we get into the deeper things, this there had like I would love to have a connection to the writer of this film and say like what was going through your mind. Let us pick your brain. Just Let's ask those questions. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, and just purely ask like what was the overall plan? Did something change? Because like the the Miyazaki, details. Miyazaki wrote this as well as directed it. Like this is oh, this is. Oh, just he did another... both. Okay. This is just another problem with Miyazaki's works, like a fundamental problem in which he storyboard shit. He just starts it without a script and it just kind of goes and they don't touch upon things that like they introduce in the first act and then they just fucking forget it. So like, it's just one of those things that there is a pitfall to his writing in which they will introduce something intriguing and they'll just never touch upon it again. Like, the, I know that they kind of touched upon him being uh, like running away from the Italian military. And then when yep. he's in town getting his plane fixed, they chase him out of town. But you never know like the full reasoning behind that and other things and why he's a pig and et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's just one of his pitfalls. If he is directing and writing, just know that the story is, while it may be, you know, it has an ending, quote unquote. It's not going to be super fluid. There's going to be parts of it that aren't going to be answered. And you just have to know that going into his type of movies. So that's that's the advantage for us, right? Like, we can talk about it. We can know that. But, like, if I think back to when I was in college and I watched this for the first time, I I didn't know that's that was his motive. I didn't know that was how he, he did things. So, very naively, this was, and again, was, one of my top three for the longest time for Ghibli and it's, it's fallen out of that. Now that like we go over them with a fine tooth comb and, and inspect them because um, I was also reading somewhere that like, it wasn't just um, Ghibli that worked on it. There was like, it was a multi studio. Someone else had helped them. So I'll, I'll hmm. try and find that while you guys debate. Yeah. I, I mean, to what Frank was sort of saying, I, I think that's a larger commentary though on Ghibli films because one of the biggest draws to a Ghibli film outside of its animation um, is, is that they do have really, really unique stories to them because they're, I mean, not to sound really cliche or, or stereotypical, but like comparing it to Western films of the time, they're very fantastical and otherworldly like the most otherworldly we got here was like you know, Toy Story where toys come alive or like you or know Iron Giant. Yeah, like a lot of like Ooh, anth- yeah. anthropomorphic things, but very, 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 very basic stories because they're geared towards children. Like you can't have a very complex storyline with a lot of moving parts to it because children aren't gonna fucking get it. Whereas Ghibli films are sort of kind of geared more towards not only children but older children and adults because they do have a more like serious tone to some of them and a lot deeper messages in most of the films, which is, I think where a lot of my frustration comes from with these, because you want to see the story progress in a way that is fluid and has all the traditional styles to it. But because of the way that Miyazaki writes it and directs it, it's a lot of like, a lot of cool things being thrown out and it just keeps building and building. And there's never the downturn to like, okay, now we're wrapping it up. It's always up, 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 up. And then a, just a drop off at the end. Like Porco Rosso is, is really, really good. If you watch everything up until effectively, like right after their planes run out of gas and pretend like it ends there. I mean, it's good. And then you get to this, the stupid bullshit of boxing and then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to pull back the curse stuff. And, oh, yeah, we got to include Gina again. And then the ending is told from the, the perspective of the girl's name is Theo, right? This, the Theo. fat-ass girl. Mm-hmm. F-I-O. Yeah, Theo. It's, it, the, the ending is like a monologue from her talking about, like, here's where everyone is at now in life. I went off to do stuff with Gina, and, you know, Gina's doing this stuff, and Porco's there, and yada, yada, yada. And that just seems really lazy. 
And it's it's frustrating because everything up until that point had been told in a very 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 good way like it was coming out naturally it felt like nothing was really forced and then everything is just kind of thrust and shoved down your throat at the very end and then they just wipe their hands and go all right we're done it's just i think that's that's my biggest gripe pom pom is a lot of different issues with it not just the story um but it is telling that you know pom poco porco rosso um even like ponyo to a degree too like it, it is ponyo is visually like one of my favorites i think there are so many He's scenes where guy. yeah there are so many scenes where and i'm i'm a big it's like water beautiful. like i love uh, like the you know aquatics i love uh sea creatures all that it, i it, like water yeah i do water <laughs> is very pretty when it's shown in animation i i'm always very impressed on how water is portrayed because sometimes you know it's it's got a, it's always moving, always flowing. Some people show it as always being really aggressive, very calm. Like it's really cool how it's portrayed. I I just I love it, I, especially when it's the ocean and things too. And that that movie goes to show you too. Like it's an example of one where it is gorgeous to look at. It's got a lot of fun things, a lot of interesting elements at the very beginning, and then. It builds and builds and builds and just sort of peters off and then drops off immediately at the very end. And you just, it's its just very frustrating. That's just Studio Ghibli, Ghibli. It, but it's it, not. It's, what it's not. No, because no. you have you have movie, again, my neighbor, in my opinion, My Neighbor Totoro finishes up. Kiki's Delivery Service is not like that. Spirited Away is not like that. Howl's Moving Castle is not like that. You have plenty of movies. Howl's that, Moving Castle is like that. Are, no, it is gonna, not. Yes, they throw shit ton at you at the very end. It's like they, as soon as he With him being like the, the bird creature? No, it's not just that. It's like it's the bird. It's the creature. big fight is, at the end. It's the bird creature. It's the going into the past and having the garden, and then revisiting the garden again immediately and doing but like, all, those all these th- things. All and those then, oh my things... god, Turnip Head is the prince! Wow. All, the, all those things are shown about throughout, and they do touch on it as it progresses. Porco Rosso is you tell it, you blank on it for forever, and then it comes back at the very end. You tell it, you blank on it, it comes back at the end. That's how every one of his, the other... Palm Poker was the exact same way. You touch on it, it goes away until the very end. At least Spirited Away, as it progresses, you're still getting all of those bits and pieces coming out. Is it... Now, okay, is it confusing as fuck? Yeah. But at least it touches on every single piece that is told throughout the story up until the very end. Porco goes, here is something, here's something, here's something... Here's something. Okay, I'm going to take it all back. Bye. And you just, that's it. You don't get anything from it. I i still disagree. I think a lot now, of you can disagree the about movies. You can disagree about Howl's, but Kiki's, Totoro, Spirited Away, they all have finality to them. There's always closure. There is some okay, there's level closure, of. There's closure, but it doesn't mean that they don't rush that closure. You're they talking about rushing things like this, oh, and then they P- Porco took it away Rosso and doesn't even rush over. it. Porco Rosso pigeonholes it in to just make it work. That's not rushing it. That's being forgetful and lazy. That's okay, not rushing. At, at the same time, like I just said, fucking Howls rushes the ending to an extent. Kiki's does a little bit. That third act is very fast. You cannot deny that the third act of Kiki's delivery service. That's fine. Is literally like 15 minutes. That's fine, but where would you start the third act for Porco Rosso? Because in my good, opinion, when he leaves, it's when he leaves Italy. No, that is absolutely no, it's when not he gets when the third plane back. Yes, no, with That's, a plane back. No, his plane no, no, no. getting his plane back is when he leaves Italy. I wouldn't even argue Which, that's again, the third that is act. the last 30 I, minutes. No, I would argue that the third act is when the dog fight is going to happen. That is the third act. I don't think so. Yes, I think it the is. Third act- yes, it is because Theo. The, the second act is when he gets his plane back and leaves Italy because that establishes the relationship that he's building with. Well, sorry, that Theo is building with Porco because Porco's still kind of like get the fuck away from me. I don't want to. I'm already getting chased by one military. I don't need, you know, another agency to come after me too. Um, with your fat ass, like <laughs> there's that whole bit to it. 
that is Act Two, and then the the ending of Act Two is when the pirates come out and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna have the dog fight with Curtis, yeah." That's the ending of Act Two. Act Three is literally the dog fight. That is the entirety of Act Three is the dog fight, and that is you cannot tell me that that is a anything that happens in that other than they go. Here's every here's the ending from Fio's perspective. Bye, and then it's over. All I'm saying is that. You, Porco Rosso is not the only movie that rushes the ending for Studio Ghibli Ghibli. We that is we, that is what I'm arguing. But your argument, you're not arguing what I'm saying. There is a disconnect, Frank. I need you to turn the 10% that your brain is on. I need you to turn on for a quick blip. I am not saying that Porco Rosso rushed its ending. I'm not saying that Pompoco rushed the, its ending. I'm saying they literally have no ending. There is no ending to these films. You cannot, at the very last second, go, and then they lived happily ever after, the end, and expect that to be the ending. That is not how you end a film. That is, that's not how you end a film. You can, uh, Howl's Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery Service, whatever, total, I don't care if those rush their endings. That's fair. That's understandable. But what they had was an ending. There was there was a conclusion there was closure there was a finality to them they did not drop off the face of the fucking planet and then just go goodbye everyone and just were like okay we're good let's leave that's what porco rosso did which is again why i'm very frustrated with it because up until the very last part it was a really fun enjoyable movie to watch and sure if you go into a comatose state and drool for the entirety of the movie, you might be able to just ignore all of those faults about it and enjoy it. But myself, I can't do that. I like to be lucid and alive when I watch my <laughs> movies, so I can't actually view it and go, oh, it was so much fun, because the ending, there is none. There's no ending. So, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I'm, well, I yes, am you I'm are. Yeah. I'm <laughs> laughing at the fact that you said you go into a comatose state and just look into the distance and drool. Yes. And then I look at fucking Drew's character. Drew is is just uh, portraying the average Porco Rosso <laughs> viewer. That's the average Drew Porco is. Rosso stand. Yeah. I was just laughing my ass off because it looked like Drew's yeah, character. It's who fit you were perfectly. It was not planned, my, my but it was kind of planned. It's my microphone. It moved in front of my <laughs> but that's I again larger discussion okay, wanna, about Ghibli wanna, films if, yes, aside. If you're you're saying that yeah, if it it, it doesn't have an ending, sure it doesn't. Yeah. You're right, but like Cause I, you because I agree with you that there all the other movies are rushed. They I mean like, there's that's that's a larger anime discussion. Yeah, no, 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 that's acts, third acts in anime are historically horrible. I think the only one that oh, has God, done yeah. it really well. And is a very recent movie was um oh god damn it Suzume, Suzume had an amazing third act, but historically I feel like anime movies have had horseshit really bad rushed third acts. Well, and that's I mean that's whether they have a fin uh in like a finite conclusion or not, they're usually like the last fifteen minutes. And I think that is again a product to to bring it back to Porco Rosso and and. Ghibli films too that is a product of having such a an intertwining deep story that it, it's hard to build this very like it, it you're building like a giant robot that has all moving parts that's everything's doing something and you're building it up and up and up and then when you finally get time to turn it on you're like shit we fucking forgot to do step one we gotta take a lot apart like, that's the problem with a lot of anime films is that they, they do try to do so much to be, like, to stand out and be unique. Because, like, I, I thought that um, Inuo, right? Inuo is the movie? Yep. I thought Inuo mm -hmm. was a great example of, of something that it, – it's, it's very simplistic, right? It is, yeah. it is, it is Edo period. Edo, it might be earlier than that. Um, Feudal Times Japan on – basically musicians that are portrayed in today's society. Um, and I'm talking about the 21st century as like rock stars. Like they become like a metal band in Japan 
in the feudal times, which is hilarious. It's so funny. It's like so they funny. play their instruments as if they're on amplifiers. Like it is so good how they tell the story, and I love that. And that has a again, it's it's super simplistic, but it, there's a lot of interesting elements that make it unique. It is very like intriguing, and it has a great progression of great three act part. It tells its story fantastically. It looks really pretty. The sound design is one of the best in any anime movie that I've watched. Like, it was awesome. And I bet, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, yeah, but it's it's simple. And you're like, okay, cool, fine. Show me one. It, like, every other anime movie tries to be too much, but they don't have an ending. Suzume's Door is surprising enough that it is, you know, something as as crazy as the premise of that movie to have an actual finality to it like that's yeah. unique because in my like my example would be um words bubble up like soda that's still one that i have yet to watch i do Su- need to watch it super cute very simple easy to watch perfect story has a finality to it but then you go okay but it's just super simple and it's like yeah that's it's fine it's okay to be simple it you don't have to do do all these crazy things to make a good movie and and if you do do those crazy things that's also fine but wrap the wrap it the fuck up like you 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 have to conclude it in some way otherwise in it again in my opinion it's just gonna fall short you could come up with a crazy out of this world idea for a story premise and and it could blow everyone's mind when you put it up on the storyboards and you start writing the script it could just be the next big thing in anime movie. But if it doesn't have an ending to it and you can't find a way to actually wrap it up, it doesn't matter. You better just start from scratch. Like it, it, it just doesn't matter in my opinion. Okay. Final thoughts. Well, final thoughts. Um, I think we've discussed them. Like it, it's, it's a fine movie. It has its merits and it has its shortfalls. It's not, going to be on our top list i was just looking through like the metacritic ratings and things like that and it's very much the opposite of what we're saying but um i also want to possibly offer the olive branch of doing another ghibli film and i have already the trifecta i've (gasps) already put my my vote into our chat as to what we should do next the trifecta i i I thought we were just going to only watch ghibli films for this season of okay and company podcast that's that's what i was hoping (laughs) yeah well well, i guess i got outvoted oh i had i had proposed we watch the girl from the other side but it's okay oh Hmm. i was gonna i was gonna pitch mononoke oh Right, Mononoke or Nausicaa? Same. Oh, I I've seen Nausicaa within like the last year, but wow. I haven't seen Mononoke. Honestly, I haven't seen since I rented it in two thousand and seven. Wow, oh. wow, yeah, it's that probably is... been about ten years for me. I think I watched it in undergrad with some friends who were going through all the Ghibli films. Is the last so time. Right. So yeah. Well, just how about we do that next, and then we do Frank's next, and then. Magically average can And then finish. me, me, I yeah. want to pick one. Please pick a stinker so we it's can the just Rugrats movie. <laughs> Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> Do you guys want to learn about traumatic life events? Watch Rugrats in Paris because they talk about death a lot for a children's movie in that. Do you want traumatic children's movie that everybody loves? Go watch Lilo and Stitch. Holy shit, that movie is depressing. Well, well yeah. All the stuff they cut out, it's depressing how much they cut out. No, I if mean, you the movie watch, itself is still depressing. If you want to watch a depressing and disturbing children's film which Please i would argue grave of the fireflies Please no don't no 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 uh, labyrinth i would actually argue it's not even a children's movie but it probably is uh no the brave little toaster jesus oh yeah Christ. that that movie is both oh. disturbing and depressing speaking <laughs> of anthropomorphic things yeah exactly in the Anthropom- 90s and 80s. <laughs> yeah and to- yeah jesus fucking Louise. crazy idea of all these oh, appliances just getting God. fucking annihilated the air conditioner, like, spitting out nuts and bolts oh, and catching on fire? That yeah. scarred me for life. Like, Land Before Time, that's scary because you got a T-Rex and everyone else, like, as a kid, you're like, oh, they're plant eaters. They can just eat plants. And the T-Rex is like, nah, man. I, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. But no, Brave Little Toaster, did, like, oh. 
Did anybody? If you want to learn about drugs, kids, go watch uh, uh, Dinosaurs Were Back or whatever. Oh, oh the yeah. horrible 3D, like weird it puppet bullshit. No, it was back in like the early 90s. Oh, no. I'm, I'm talking just... about the, the John Goodman one. Oh, yeah. I, not I not dinosaurs on Disney. Yeah, I thought you were talking about dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, that that dinosaurs. That was no, scary as fuck. Too. Back dinosaur, uh, no. Uh, sorry, it's We're Back a Dinosaur Tale. Oh, no. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's, dude, it's a fucking... You'll see the cover of it, and you're like, oh, I remember this vaguely. Um, yeah. And then you watch like the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we've been fucked up from children. I think the moral of the story is that children's movies back then uh, really fucked us up. Something like that. So. Take yeah. us home. Take uh. us home. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you have suggestions, we always welcome them over at Bakako Podcast on Twitter. Want to give a shout out and a high five to Akano on SoundCloud for our intro song. And until next time, bye everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.